It's about Holt's greatest hits. And I'm not talking about music. This is Twisted at SVU Podcast. Yo, what's up? How you doing? This is a BD Rose, and this is listen to the Twisted an SVU podcast. So, how was your weekend, y'all? All right, you can listen. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, further you can listen to us on um, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Anchor FM, and WordPress, and any other website you want to go to. All right. Now, by the way, how was your weekend, y'all? Said, ladies, how was your weekend, right? So I know whether it was kind of humid out there. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, have have you ever? Do you ever watch The Sopranos? I have. I was a fan of The Sopranos back in the days. You know, Sopranos came on on HBO from 1999 to 2007, and I watched that show every week with the Asian mobs and all that stuff, like Tony Soprano. And you know that the, the actor James Gandolfini, he played Tony Soprano, and he passed away several years ago at a young age, at fifty-one, something like that, heart attack. So remember, you gotta watch what you eat, right? So, um, oh yeah, by the way, I was gonna tell you, did you watch the um, the Many Saints of Newark preview on YouTube? So the Soprano, they have a prequel movie out called um. The Many Saints of Newark, and it shows um, a young Tony Soprano in the 1970s, and they had the Newark riots as part of the um, plot line, something like that, to, to the story. So they released the trailer on YouTube, and it shows um, uh, this actor, the, the actor, you know, the actor who played Tony Soprano, you know, the actor who plays the young Tony Soprano. That's um, James Gandolfini's son called Michael Gandolfini. And he was on HBO's The Deuce and all that stuff. So in the trailer, he plays a young Tony Soprano in the 1970s. And they say that Tony has, has an IQ and he has a leader. And then he's forming his own crew. And um, he's getting involved in a life of crime with um, this guy named uh, Dickie Moltisanti. So... He has a son named Christopher Moltisanti. So the preview lasts about almost like almost two and a half minutes, and you you, you get a glimpse of uh, some of the characters from like um, Big Pussy or Silvio or um, Paulie Walnuts. But most of the time, they show a young Tony Soprano trying to growing up, getting into a life of crime and all that stuff, though. So. In the beginning, you know, they got the um, young Tony Soprano, though. He beats up the guy who was talking shit to him at, at while he was um, calling, they calling somebody on the phone booth. He beats him up. And you see he got a girlfriend in the back of him. I don't know what it is, though. So so I watched through the trailer, and then um, they got, like, Ray Liotta playing a mobster towards the end. And he ends up in jail. And... Um, a lot of shooting and the Newark riots getting involved but the trailer focuses on the tension between the blacks and the Italian Americans so it's like like a racial war going on around here so 
And like I said, they had like a Newark rights in the background. So most of the story will be, uh, it takes place in sometime in the 1970s. And in the end of the trailer, you can hear the theme song of the Sopranos for about it, it goes, woke up this morning, guide yourself. And that's the trailer ends right there. So, and um, the movie will be released in the fall, and it'll be on, um, it'll be released in theaters and on HBO Max. Originally, the, the, the Sopranos prequel was supposed to be released last year, but the pandemic pushed the thing back and all that stuff. I mean, at first it was going to be released in the fall 2020, and then they got pushed back to like March of this year, then to October. So hopefully, though, I mean, um, the pandemic messed everything up. I mean, people cannot go out to the movies and stuff like that, but things are slowly getting back on track. You know, I mean, I, I just went out to the movies re- recently and I have seen. Um, Think the Hitman's Vice Bodyguard. You know, it's like a sequel to the movie with Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. So, and anyway, I'm gonna go check out the uh, Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. You know, I can maybe I could get it on HBO Max so I'm having a, and go out to the movies, but I'll go out and watch it someday. Now, speaking about crime and stuff like that, let's get to the episode. Alright, we're into Law & Order SVU Season 1, Episode 21, Nocturne. And uh, it's written by Wendy West, and it's directed by John Day Zigonsack. And it aired on NBC on May 12, 2000. So we're in the middle of 2000 right now, you know, NSYNC is blowing up and shit like that though, in the 98 degrees. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and um, which we call Ricky Martin. And then you got like a Nelly and all the stuff to you know. It's like a Nelly's blowing up, like country grammar and shit like that, though. So right now we're gonna be dealing with the piano man, and I'm gonna be calling this like the piano perv. And <laughs> yeah, so this um, piano man, this this is it ain't a Billy Joel song, okay? So, all right, so, um, we had a cold open, and, um, it's like a prologue, or what you might call it, though, and we opened the scene where there's uh, photos of a boy stripping down to his undies. Uh, let me, let me correct myself here. It's photos of a black kid stripping down to his underwear. Yeah, he taking off his shirt. There's, there, no, there's a picture of him taking off his shirt, then taking, taking off his pants, and he's, He's wearing nothing but his underwear. Yo, that's like exploitation right there. I mean, what kind of an asshole wanted to take picture, take a picture of a kid stripping his clothes off? I remember back in the days, my brother had to had to take a picture of me with my shirt off, telling me to strip and shit like that. Though, I mean, my what my brother did was foolish, but I mean, he wanted to see my fat. He wanted to see my fat self and all that stuff. Though, I mean. I ain't like doing that, you know. I ain't I ain't like the fact that he don't want to take a picture of me trying to take my shirt off. Like, what, what are you gay? 
and I was a kid back then. I mean, I mean, sometimes, you know, like family members, they make mistakes and all that stuff. I mean, they just do foolish stuff like that, though. So, so everything is forgiven. Right. So, OK, when the next scene, so we have that we have to Photoshop and um, the first scene we have to Photoshop. And it just um, like I said, there was like copies of pictures of a boy stripping down his underwear. So. We had, we're best in Sabler arrive at the Photoshop and they talk to an um, employee over there. And um, and they did, you know, the clerk, the guy who works there, he tell them that the guy came by and they dropped um, this film off for you about an hour ago, something like that, though. So, um, and the, he tells them that the guy's name was Larry Holt. And... Um, He's a, he's a piano teacher. He's a piano teacher giving piano lessons to young ki- young boys. So um, so best and Sabler though though they were going to plan to arrest this dude for um, endangering the welfare of a child, which we call it. So they was getting ready to um, get ready to wait for the guy or get ready to um, try try to find this dude. So um, and all of a sudden. Um, the employee he spots Holt, Mr. Holt coming in, and guess what? Busted! Benson and Stabler are just right there. Oh my goodness! And then and, uh, Mr. Holt was like, "What's going on? <laughs> Busted! You damn perv! You you don't have me trying to pick up pictures of a naked boy. What's wrong with you, man? You a pedophile? Or a child? I don't know what he do be doing though. So we go to the opening credits." And then we go, we're into Act 1, and um, Mr. Holt is in the interrogation room with his lawyer. And outside, the right side by the glass, you know, you got, like, um, Detective Stabler, Cragen, and um, the ADA. They having a conversation outside, though. And let me tell you something. The actor who played the, actor who played the ADA, I don't know what his name is, but he looked like... Um, a little bit like Michael Moriarty from the original Law and Order. So, I could call him... Now, they said his name was Mark. His, the ADA name was Mark, so... But, nah. I'm gonna call him um, a Ben Stone lookalike. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, I don't call him Mark, but he looked a little bit like Ben Stone from the original Law and Order. So, um... So, however, the pictures, they tell him that the pictures belong to Larry Holt, a piano teacher who teaches young boys. So, um, and then they have a conversation. And we had the squad room and stuff like that. Um, Craig, Craig needs, they need more evidence about Mr. Holden and all that stuff. So, and that's all it is. So, so um, and um, what they're going to do is uh, they're going to be have police over there to... Uh, the seal secure seal Mr. Holt's uh, apartment, and um, that's what we're gonna try to do. They want to send the police over there just to um, secure um, Mr. Holt's apartment to make, and they have to make sure that nobody goes in there because Mr. Holt is the suspect is a suspect. So they're gonna do an investigation on him. So they so um. The next scene, we outside. We um, there's we're somewhere out there in the street in Brooklyn on a snowy day, and there's a lot of snow on the ground. And there's a police presence there, and then they um, secure Mr. Holt's apartment. So, um, Mr. Holt's son arrives at, at the apartment, but 
stable stops him right outside, saying, telling him he can't even go in there because the place is secured. And um, and the host kid's son says he wants to see his father, something like that, what happened on the news. So they get him in there, stable tells him that he can't go in because of security reasons, and then because the guy be investigating and all this stuff. So Mr. Ho was like, thank you. And Steve was like, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, so Ben Sam comes over to Sabler and they talk about Ho's apartment that's that's right across the street from the school. And all of a sudden, a, a little black kid comes by. He, he, he's heading up to Mr. He heading up to Mr. Ho's um, house for piano lessons. He come and he runs to the, he runs to the brownstone. He was like, excuse me. And then the Benson and Stabler stop him. So the kid tells him that uh, she having piano lessons for with Mr. Holt, and they look at the picture, and it's it, it, it's a, it's the same exact kid that's stripping down to his underwear. Yo yo by yo by the way check this out yo yo check this out yo the actor who was playing the um, little kid in the picture though, I think his name is Mark John Jeffries, and. I remember back in the mid '90s, so he had a role in this movie called *Losing Isaiah*. Do you remember that movie with Halle Berry in it, though? And he plays a kid who loses his um, well, loses his mother because she was on drugs and shit like that. And then, and then he had the white lady adopt him as a son and all that stuff. So that's a new movie. And that said, that young actor though, he was also on the Tracy Morgan show back in the early 2000s. That that was a short-lived TV sitcom, and it got canceled. Whatever she might call it, though. And he also played um, this rapper called Little Cease in the Notorious in, in Notorious B.I.G. Um, biopic, you know, called Notorious. It's a, it's a Biggie Smalls biopic, and if you've seen his biopic, I'm gonna let me tell you something though. I don't like that movie because they got some scenes that are inaccurate. And the timeline was inaccurate. Let me give you an example. They, they, they got them Junior Biggie's group, Junior Mafia performing in a concert, performing the song Big Get Money and all that stuff, though. And then in the next scene, Biggie, Biggie is having a conversation with Tupac before he got shot in the studio. And it was in 1994. But let me tell you something. Big, you know, um, getting Money wasn't a hit until 1996. So they got the timeline wrong. Everything in that Biggie biopic is inaccurate. Some of them are accurate, some isn't though. And <laughs> I mean, that's my opinion. Though I, I don't even like that movie, man. And I don't even like the actors who play Little Kim. Well, what I'm saying though, I mean, um, her name is Natori Norton, and she's a good actress, but. I didn't like her portrayal as little Kim, though, you know, because she dressed more like mid, late 90s and shit like that, though. And then at the end, she had blonde hair. And I'm going to tell you something. I mean, this girl could rap and, and sing and act. I remember she was in that um, group called 3LW, and then they disbanded. And once the next thing, you know, you got Notori Norton, though, she playing little Kim in, in the, the Biggie biopic. Right now, I heard that she got a new show coming out soon called, um, I think it was Divas or something like that, though. It's this one with a brandy, stuff like that, though. I, f I forgot the name. It'll come back to me right now, though. 
So, um, we're in the squad room, we're in the interrogation room, and Benson and Sabler is having a conversation with a little kid, you know, that's, um, and, um, he tells them about Mr. Holt and his piano lessons, and then gotta be professional, something like that, though. So, um, and then Benson was like, are there any girls in the class? And, and the kid was like, girls, please. And the message started laughing and shit like that, though. And the kid tells them that um, Holt has a, a, has um, other pictures of different boys. And he calls them snappies. And he also told them that um, the other boys in the picture had no clothes on. Ooh. Is the piano man trying to be so perverted? I mean, what's he doing to these kids? I mean, he's trying to make them look like they're bitches. All right, so um, later in the somewhere in the squad room, I think in the at Craigan's office, or I don't know, in the precinct, the stabler, and um, I think it was the, the fake Ben Stone, ADA, fake fake Ben Stone. They want to. Um, Plan to search, have a search warrant for Mr. Holt and all the stuff. So, so um, Craig gets it okay. So um, we're at this um, the 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 lawyer's house, the judge's house somewhere. I forgot the name of the judge's house. And Sabler and Fake Ben Stone are there in the um, judge's house, and they ask to sign a warrant and stuff like that. So um, she already finds out about what Holt's doing, and then she gave it the okay. And shortly after, though, well, Benson and Munch, they outside Holt's house, and they decided to break, they decided to get, they decided, they, they got, they got to go ahead to go in, and guess what, they break into Holt's house. So, they search his, you know, house and all that stuff and all that stuff, and then Munch goes into this room, and he see, he sees the TV on, so, he sees a VCR, and Munch is playing a tape, and um, it says it has it has a tape of Holt, you know, tutoring this young boy, right? And he's doing something to that boy. And the boy was like, "Please stop! It hurts." So Munch stops the tape right there. So, and then all of a sudden they open this closet, and there's like a bunch of tapes stacked in the closet. Oh. So, ever words, the detectives they they and then holds upon them, they find a bunch of all of the tapes. So, um, when we go end the act one, so we go to act two. Hold, we in the courtroom and Hold and his lawyer is there, and Hold is indicted on on charges of endangering the welfare of a child and I don't know kitty porn, what should we call that? So, so it's like yo. And then they ask him how, and the judge asked him how many tapes you got. He got like 150, 175. And the judge was like, quite impressive. Now, at that actor who played the judge, I mean, who's that guy playing the judge? I don't know. He was in, um, in that last week's episode, and then he was arguing with Munch in the courtroom. And a week after that, he let the subway rapist go because. A lack of because other victims didn't show their IDs or what you would call it though. So, so I mean, so anyway, so um, so right now that I mean, whole bunch of holders indicted on charges and stuff like that, and you can be arraigned and what you would call it, stuff like that though. So, so we're back at um, some of our Craigan's office, and then you know, detectives they watch his um, one of the host tapes, 
and they keep they kept an eye on one of his students. I mean, and um, it all dates back into like the late nineteen eighties, and they watching him, and indeed he's watching the video. He's, he's been molested by Mister Hole or something like that, though. But you don't even see it, stuff like that, though. And they have another tape with Hole, and then the kid who is like a bit older. But it turns out it was it's the same kid in with his videos and stuff like that though, and um, so um, what they did was that um, they watched a recent tape of um, this kid and he's all grown up and stuff like that, and he played piano like a professional shit like that though, so um, after they watched the video they printed out a copy, no no after the video though they they stopped the tape. And Craigan wants the you to uh, track uh, to find this little kid because he might be a key witness to Mr. Holt. So they want that kid to go to go come testify against him. So we outside the streets in the snow, and then you have the detectives though they receive pictures of this young kid and all that stuff. So so and um, they decided to search for the kid and all that stuff. So that's what do you do? So they have to find the kid, so that way he could um come, so he could come out and testify against Mister Holt. So um, I say um Benson Detective Benson talks to his neighbor, and then she talks, and the neighbor tells Benson about Mister Holt, you know, making a difference and something like that, though. And um, meanwhile, Stabler is talking to a guy who works at a grocery store, you know, he's working behind the counter. Or grocery store clerk, right? And the clerk tells Stabler that Mr. Holt, he knows Mr. Holt, and he tells him that he'd be like a little fruity in the fridge and try to be like super friendly and pretty always puts his hands on people, something like that. What you call it? And meanwhile, Jeffries is talking to the video store owner, and he knows Holt, and he and he tells her that he can make a difference in the world, and he shows her a uh, pit um some a poster of this um guy called Ray Cusimano and um he was one of Holt's former students and stuff like that and he used to have piano lessons with him and he he tells her that he's like a professional piano player and stuff like that though and we're back on the on a snowy street Benson and Stabler or in some somewhere in Brooklyn um walking around the street and um and all of a sudden, though, they be hearing uh, someone playing the piano in Holt's apartment. So they go up to the brownstone and go inside, and they find um, a, a man who's playing there, right? He's, and then when Benson Saber comes in, you know, like this, this dude, brother, this kid, this brother, this, this young man, he's playing piano, like, He's on cloud nine, like he wasn't even paying attention. I mean, he's in his own world, and all of a sudden, he finishes piano. He stands up, and um, and um, and then um, Benson Stables like, "How did you get into his house?" And the guy tells them Benson Stabler that that he has a spare keys and all that stuff, though. So Benson and Stabler take out a photo, and and. And it turns out it's the it's the kid in the video who's grown up. And the guy's name is Evan. Now, now we're gonna play who's that guy playing um Evan.
yo, yo, I'll give up. That's so William Jermaine Herrera, something like that, though. He's still, he's a Latino brother. I mean, he's like William Jermaine Herrera, something like that. And he wasn't on um, Broadway. He was in the um, Broadway play Rent, and he plays some transgender dude who has HIV, something like that. Though, I mean, let me say something. I never saw Rent in my life. I heard about it, and I seen the promos of Rent and stuff like that, but I never seen Rent before. I mean, Rent was like popular back in the late nineties. I mean, they got this um chick on there like Daffy Ruben Vega and Jesse L. Martin. Let me clear my throat. I need some water and stuff like that, though. Um, I dare park that some fresh water. Now, and then there's some, I mean, Jesse L. Martin and Daffy Ruben Vega, they was on Rand back in the 90s. I mean, that was like a popular Broadway play, shit like that, though. And they all, they had, they made a movie version from it back in uh, 2005, 2006, though. They had the original cast, so... So rent, I mean, like I said, I never saw rent, but I heard about it. I mean, rent this, rent that, though. I mean, where I live, though, I rent, my apartment is rent, right? I don't own a house. I don't own a property, but I rent an apartment. I live in the projects, right? Up in Manhattan, inward, in the Heights, like, um, um, we live Manuel Miranda, man, and... I ain't gonna sing for you and shit like that though. I'm I'm not gonna be shaking my ass and I'm not gonna be twerking like a dumb ass girl. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, let me tell you something though. Everyone, early girls twerking. I mean, that's like stupid stupidity right there. Like it goes to show you that a girl's a hoe. No offense like that, but twerking is not intelligent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B be twerking, the Beyonce be twerking. Even you got white girls twerking. Oh, shit. Um, I'm telling you, these white girls twerking in this so bad, you know. No offense, but oh, shit. I remember I was watching this show called Wipeout. And I know not Wipeout. I think it was some um, show. I, for, I forgot what it was, but it was on ABC Channel 7. I, oh, yeah. I got. I remember that show. The show's called Holy Moly. They got a white girl in uh, who's in a competition, and then she's twerking. And I'm gonna tell you something. She she's a bad twerker. I mean, she has no ass, and they call her a white girl twerking. <laughs> oh my goodness! Give me a break, man. Like Lil Carla. I mean, how silly can you go? But I watch it though. Hey, yo, check this out, though. I'm not into Jungle Fever, but they say it's work is popular. Hmm? Okay, so um, right now, let's go back to the episode where we're in an interrogation room and Bessie Stapler is talking to Evan. And Evan tells him is, um, he's been taking piano lessons with Hope for years. And he also tells him that he's planning on going to Juilliard and all that stuff. Now, blah, 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 blah. It's like he told him it's like a trading program. And so, um, and then, and then he's trying to be a professional piano player and all this stuff. So, so, um, Stabler asked him that if Mr. Mr. Hall ever had sex with him, he denies it. You know, so, um, 
we a few couple minutes later, we outside the interrogation room, outside the glass, and um, got Cragen and um, the e. Cragen and Stabler and the fake Ben Stoner having a conversation, and um, they and then he's they he, they they have a discussion about Evan and all stuff. So Craig decides that they they had to show Evan the tape, and he also told him that Evan's a grown man; he ain't a child no more. So, Cragen comes in the interrogation room, and he plays Evan the tape, and Evan, he sees a younger version of himself of Mr. Holt, and then all of a sudden, he's, he starts freaking out, I mean, he starts like, he was like, turn it, turn it off, and then he gets up, and he goes to the wall, and um, turns his face on the wall, and, and it's like crying and shit like that, though, I mean... The stabler comes in and to see that the kid is like traumatized. But yo, check this out, yo. He was supposed to come out and testify against Mr. Hall. But right now he can't even do it. I mean I mean, what's up with this kid? I mean, is he scared or something like that though? I mean how I I don't know. I mean, he all of a sudden he sees a tape of himself and then he starts crying. Oh man, that's that's like me- messed up, man. Damn. Shit. I mean, and then all of a sudden he covers his face by the wall, like he's ashamed of something. Don't something do like that though. But yo, but it's going to show you that um, kids like more tra- been more traumatized. I mean, he's been groomed and stuff like that, and then damaged. So he wanna relive to see himself being like molested by Hope, cause uh, what Hope is doing, man. I don't know what he's doing to kids. I mean, what's he doing? He grabbing a kid's dick or something like that, put his legs up or something like that. Try to oh what he do trying to you know, what should we say, um what's the term you use giving kids boys a hand job? Oh shit. That is so perverted, man. Damn. Yo. Oh my goodness. Now like I said like I said before, man, I mean, um, He's, I mean, he's uh, he's not willing to testify against Holt, though. So we're in the Act Three, and we see Bess and Stabler. Though, hey, they had to Evans' house. It's still snowing outside. Remember, this is May. I mean, it's supposed to be springtime. And look, there's no snow in the winter time, yo. But they say the date was like February or something like that, though. But you know, all the snow in the ground. So we see them and Bess and Stabler heading to Evans' apartment. And then the cut to inside the apartment. They talk to Evan's mother. And, you know, and Evan is standing there right behind him in the kitchen. And the mother, I mean, she's like, this nasty attitude. She's like pissed off and stuff like that, though. And, um, and, um, and then the mother was like, um, the mother was like, though, when you got a kid going to that fancy school, who's going to go pay all this? She ain't mentioned about the apartment, stuff like that. So maybe, you know, maybe they's struggling, something like that, and stuff like that. I don't know. But yo, who who's that girl? Who who's that who's that um girl that's playing um Evan's mom? That's Nancy Tickleton, right? I mean, um she um no strangers alone or SVU. I mean she also appeared in like the season thirteen episode where, where the big kid was kidnapped. Um, I forgot what it was, but uh, guess what? 
You're gonna you're gonna put her on a repeat offender list. Repeat offender. Yeah, she's a repeat offender. All right, though. Oh, yo, check this out, though. She was um cat. She was also appeared in um the Law and Order spinoff called Law and Order Los Angeles. It was like a short-lived um series, and it got it canceled after one season. That was like about 2010, 2011. And then she played like the lieutenant or something like that in that show. And but well, Law and Order LA, man, that just it was just got canceled after one season, man. And you do you remember watching Law and Order LA and they got like a um Alfred Molina and Corey Saul and uh, Terrence Howard. That was Terrence Howard before he had another before he had a hit show called Empire. Terry, no, yes, Terrence Howard from Empire was on that spin on, uh, spin on that show. Yes, it was. All right. Now, so um, after they talked to him over there, the best of Sable talked to Evan in the kitchen, and um, he he tells him he tells him you know it's like um he's like it's okay. I mean he's twenty he's like twenty one years old. He's still living here and. And he get he catches no break because after training with Hold on, I mean, he never catches he never got a break. You know, some of them you know, like Ray he's telling like someone like Ray Coons is violent my mom was come successful. Others they don't though. So um however though it's like um they do Benson tells um they tell him that you have to testify against Hold, something like that though. And they they ask him about the other boys in the pictures. Stuff like that. So, um, he takes out uh, a photo album and he shows them pictures of the boys. And then he mentions this guy, this guy named um, Caesar. He tells him that he um, he got, he got locked up after he possessed the gun, stuff like that. And he also told him that um, um, Esco, the other guy, he's like a junkie, stuff like that. And the other kid, no one knows. So, um, and uh, he says that he's still, he, he's twenty one years old. He still lives with his mom. He says that's okay. So we're, we're back in the precinct, and then um, you know, fake uh, Ben Stone says the case was going to be fast track, and but Evans too afraid to come forward and all that stuff. So, so um, all you gotta do is that, that they Benson Slaver says that they want to talk to two of uh, Holt's former students. You know, you know, it's the junkie and. Um, a lifer and a junkie and a lifer, something like that. So, and Craig was like, Oh boy. So, we outside somewhere in the alley, and Benson is talking to um, um, Jose, say the junkie kid, you know, in the picture. And um, he, um, he's like, You know, they, and I don't know, he's unwilling to testify against Hole and stuff like that, though. So, and he says it's cold, and Benson was like, let me take you to the precinct where it's warm. And he tells uh, he tells Benson that Holt's place was warm. You know, fire and the sugar cookies and all that stuff. But I mean, at the same time, he's, he's just smoking and shit like that, though. But um, however, he refuses to testify. He don't want to talk about it. So he, he gets up and walks away from Benson. Meanwhile, um, Jeffrey's is Detective Jeffrey, so he's talking to Ray Kusumato, and he's one of um, Holt's former, Mr. Holt's former students. And yo, he got like an attitude. I mean, this guy like he don't want, he don't want to, he refuses to testify against Holt. 
And you know when when Detective Jeffries though she's having a, she started having a conversation with Mr. Kumarano. She says she tells him you were you were uh, great in the neighborhood, and then he was he was like you was um, you 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 you're part of the community. You part give me that back to the community. But Ray was like I don't give a shit about the community, man. I only came here to see my grandmother. So um, he goes to show you that he don't even care about the hood. I mean he forgot where he came from, and. The way Ray Kusumala is, I mean, he is groomed. I mean, and I mean, anything like that, though. He tells Jeffrey there are two, two few ways to get in and out. One, you know, figure it out, and um, if you have to figure it out and move, be going out on your own, which isn't me. And she tells him, or you, you die here. And third, you could do something in your life, stuff like that, though. And he tells her that n- n- nothing's gonna take that away from him. Hey, yo, like, this, this, this Ray is just a damn asshole, man, because he goes to show you that he don't even give a damn about where he came from. You know what I'm saying? And he don't, he don't want to get back to the community. I mean, this dude was, like, gone. Like, he don't want to testify against Holt, though. I mean, he, he just, like, he was wanting to forget about why he got abused or molested and stuff like that. I mean, whatever, like that, though. But I'm going to tell you something. I mean, let me tell you something. You never... Never forget where you come from. If you become successful, you no, know, you have to be get back to the community, be part of the community, and represent. It's like me forgetting about your community. That means you like a damn sellout, man. And I'll tell you about these so these entertainers, though. Though they just sell their soul for fame and fortune, and they don't give a damn about their neighborhood and stuff like that, though. But you was born in the neighborhood, you know, means you have to represent and stuff like that, though. Get something back and do something. But, you know, that the, the guy that after played Ray Kusumato, the Ray, he doesn't, doesn't give a shit, though. It's like he's just on there to go see his grandmother. Like, he he wanted to get away, whatchamacallit, I don't know. And then you got Stabler, though. He's um he's briefly having a conversation with Hole's son, and he refuses to talk. And, and Stabler's like, why can't you talk to me? And then whole son was like, because he's my father. And he just slams the door on him. But that scene was just like 5, 10, 57. It's just a brief scene and all that stuff. I mean, so anyway. We, we um go to the, we're at the precinct right now. And in, in the office and Munch is sleeping. And Kraken comes in. He sees Munch sleeping. And he tells him, he tells Munch to go home. Munch gets up and, and he has no glasses on. <laughs> Damn. And this is like. With rare occasions, we see much with no glasses, you know? I mean, uh, on Homicide Life on the Street, though, there was this one scene where he had no glasses on, but most of the time, he had glasses on like a little geek. So, Frank was like, what are you doing here, John? And John tells him that he has a few more tapes to watch. And Craig tells him to go home, and much was like, Homicide, Dead Bodies, please. And you know they have Craig was having a conversation like, um, yeah, you were tired of Baltimore and you just came here, so, which is like he's just like um, he been working real hard to find other kids to testify against Hole and stuff like that, see how many charges and stuff like that. So, but Hole was like too tired. I mean, Craig understands much that he been working so hard and stuff like that. So he just gave him a break and all that stuff though. 
And when Munch mentioned Homicide, though, I mean, he played um, Detective Munch on the NBC's Homicide Life on the Street. So there's a connection going on around here. And I'm not talking about Connect Four. Okay, so cut to we're into we're in Stabler's apartment, Stabler's house, and Stabler is having reading time with his kids, you know, the twins and all that stuff, though. And then all of a sudden, he gets a call from Evan. And Stabler's like, yeah, Evan, don't worry, I'll be right there. So we go to Paulie's diner somewhere, and um, Evan's having a conversation with Detective Stabler, you know, like the Elliot, and he tells her that his mom kicked him out and because she don't want no faggot running around her place. There, I said faggot. Now, I'm just saying it. What I'm just saying it. Reading it. From, I'm just saying it from the script, right? Because let me let you know, this isn't no family friendly show, okay? This is adult-oriented show, and I could say a faggot if I want, though. I'm just saying the dialogue, you know? That's all. No offense intended. So, so Evan, so Evan's at the diner. He's telling Elliot that he's going to get ready to testify. And then Elliot and um, Evan, they have a conversation. And, you know, well, Evan asked um, Stabler that he was gay. And Sable says, I don't know, what's your sexual preference is none of my business. But um, they have a conversation about homosexuality and stuff like that, though. Because, I mean, I'm trying to guess. Maybe his mama kicked him out. Maybe because he got those gay manners, you know, we walk beat at me, you know, a feminist, stuff like that. And then that made the mother, mama lashed out saying, get that fuck out of my house, you faggot. <laughs> you don't, I can't have a faggot living around my place. Excuse my language. Do you know what I'm saying? Faggot, 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 faggot. I mean, you know, back then, you know, some parents kicked their kids out because of their sexual orientation. I mean, that was like back in the days. If a family member founds out that the kid was gay or lesbian, they kicked it out because that's against their morals. But nowadays, you can't do that nowadays, though. I mean, ask me, you know, no. I mean, I, I, I read the most of the law, statutes, and commandments, so... I'm trying to keep my morals in check, so I want to live long. That's what I want. That's my goal. I just want to do the right thing like Spike Lee, you know? So that's what I want to do, right? Remember that movie, Do the Right Thing? I don't know. Today's generation don't remember that movie, but it was a, Do the Right Thing was a movie back in 1989. and had to deal with racial tensions on the Brooklyn street in one day. Spike and Spike Lee played a pizza delivery man called Mookie. No, no, Mookie Pookie. 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 Where my pizza, Pookie? Pookie ain't doing shit, Pookie. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got like a similar cast. They got Ozzy Davis, Ruby D, Danny Aiello, John Turturro, and Radio Raheem, Bill Nunn, aka Radio Raheem. And they got some nice characters and stuff like that, though. But let me say something. If you don't remember the movie Do the Right Thing, why don't you watch it on YouTube? Maybe maybe y'all some of y'all remember Spike Lee's work, you know. You do you remember he got game with Denzel Washington? Do you remember watching that movie? Oh yeah, how about Malcolm X? How about Crooklyn? You know, how about the Clockers, 90s stuff? And he did like Summer of Sam and Bamboozled and um 
They, I do you uh I I bet y'all remember them twenty fifth hour Spike Lee. I bet y'all remember um the Inside Man. Spike Lee did that too. I mean, and that's movie with Denzel Washington. So let's see if you remember that though. Okay, now we're back at Sable's house, and then and and he's, um comes back in. His wife comes to the living room, has like a brief conversation. That's and that's how yeah, how's it going? Whatever you want to call it, and. He don't say that much though, and then he asked her. He talked to Liv about it, you know, Benson, and he was like, "She's my partner." And they don't have that much like dialogue and stuff like that though. It was just like little lines, little line there. I mean, listen, it's Stabler. If it, um, you call that, that's not. I don't think that's good acting, but um, I mean, I think Stabler should bring out like more dialogue and tells her about the case that he's dealing with, you know, about that Evan, uh, Evan um, being molested by uh, the piano man or something like that, Mr. Holden or stuff. So, I mean, if he wanted to have like an intelligent conversation, uh, he would tell her that, um, that, you know, that, um, that, that the young man is willing to testify against um, Mr. Holt because he had molested him or something like that, though. So, that would be like a better conversation instead of this, you know, silence, talking, you know, they don't want, he don't want to discuss the case and what you call that, though. So, um, we back in the squad room and um, Stable is talking to the fake Ben Stone and then, and then the ADA tells him that, that he'd been doing some rehearsing the lines and stuff like that, though, you know, with the stay when he got able to testify and, um, they have to prepare him for a courtroom prep. So we cut to the courtroom and then Evan's there in the judge's seat in the gavel. Boom, boom, boom. And Sable's like, yo, that's enough, Judge Wapner. And Judge Judge Wapner, you know, the character the character Wapner though, he was on the that was the he played um Mr. Wapner, he was a judge on the people's court back in the days, you know. That was um back in like in the eighties and stuff like that. But um, people court the people's court is still on, and they got Judge Mary and Milliam about that stuff like that. So, so let's get back to the scene. You know, is that the, the um, Stabler and the ADA, the fake Ben Stone, they're getting ready to have courtroom prep, and he tells them to sit in the witness's chair, and the ADA tells him you gotta keep his eyes on him when um, the defense attorney asks him a question or what you wanna call it and whatnot, though. And then uh, Evan's like, just to hear the music and all this stuff, though. So we back in the squad room, and um, Sabler comes in, and Munch is just sitting there. However, though, and then and then Munch and Sabler have a little conversation about what makes a purple purple, something like that. I don't know. And then Munch takes Sabler to the office, and he shows him the tape, and um, and then you got um, and you got um, you got Evan there. He is teaching um, the the black kid playing the piano, and then all of a sudden though, Mister Holtz shows up, and Mister Holtz tells Evan the tapes. You want to show him what he? Uh, you want to show him the show him the how it works. And all of a sudden, so Sabler is sitting there watching the tape, and then all of a sudden he gets feels disgusted because 
he knows that I figure Evan is molesting the little boy on the tape. They don't show it, but you can see the reaction of Stable's face when they zooming in on him. I mean, at first he would have he cared for Evan, but right now he just had like second um thoughts right now. Oh my goodness. Well it goes to show you that Evan Evan yeah, as I said it, Evan went from victim to perp. Oh shit. <laughs> That's a twist right there, man. And Evan was supposed to come and testify. But right now, this shit it's shit it's shit just like turned like grilled cheese, man. Evan Evan the abused became the abuser. So we're in Craig Act Four, we're in Craig's office and they have him discussing on about Evan and um and have a conversation about Evan. But it's a short scene and then and then Bez was like, wait a few years, we're gonna have another hold on our hands. So um right now we we go in we're in the interrogation room and Evan's being interrogated and um and they Babla Sabla has like the the tape out here for so I haven't confessed, and uh, Evan knew what he did was wrong and stuff like that though. So, and then uh, he he's uh, Evan said he deserved deep punishment stuff like that though, and Sable asked him how many times that he molested the black kid, and um, that was like just one time. That's about it. So, and then after that, you know, Stabler and Craig and they had a little walk around, they head into the squad room, and, um, and then, you know, Stabler didn't like the idea, he just, like, he made excuses, and he, and he just felt like that, that, um, he just felt like, you know, what is done to be done, you know, and then, but Craig was like, though, we're the police, we can handle it, stuff like that, and Craig tells him, you know what's eating you, Elliot, though, it's, um, yeah, not Evan the victim. Yeah, it's become Evan the perp. So, Sable was like upset about it. Though. I mean, he at first he felt like he um had he cared for Evan, but right now he's just like bitter towards him or stuff. Cause what what happened on that tape though? But thanks to much. Okay, so we in a courtroom right now, and Evan is being and his lawyer is are here. And um, he's being arraigned at court, and then he's supposed to be, uh, he's supposed to be spending the night in the um, in behind bars. And the bail is like says for $2,500, so $2,500, stuff like that, though. However, though, the you know, um, Evan's um, lawyer says that that he's supposed to testify tomorrow, though. And then if he spend a night in jail, though, that will. Uh, affect him with the testifying and stuff like that though so the judge was like I'm gonna release Evan to the custody of the people that means that Evan's gonna it's not going to jail but he's gonna be ending up with Stabler so we in the hotel room and um Stabler is like bitter and stuff like that though and um Evan's like you mad at me aren't you and Stabler is like though what I see as you as a victim and I, he tells him, if you ever go near my child, Evan was like, he understood. So Evan picks up some like a little uh, kid's storybook and then he starts reading, like, Twas the Night Before Christmas. All of a sudden, Stephen had to snatch the book from him. So not to read. So, and Evan's supposed to testify the next day against Mr. Holden and all that stuff. So, 
And it's like he don't want to. Sable was like he don't feel like talking to Evan though. I mean, he just has lost lost faith in Evan because he sees the abuser. So and Sable tells him when you go near my child, that's about it though. So um, we're back in the courtroom and Evan is in court testifying against Mr. Holt. And um, later on, you know, it's like um, it's like uh, the verdict it comes in. And guess what? He's been found guilty, and Mr. Holt is sentenced to 115 years in jail. So after the trial was over, the um, you know the fake Ben Stone, he tells Evan that um, he's gonna be out on parole in 38 years. And Evan was like, "But he's turning 60." And the 88 was like, Stone was like, "Fake Stone was like, yes, isn't math wonderful?" <laughs> well, I mean, probably that though. I mean, the guy going to be sent to fifty years. I mean, imagine he's, he's um, you he, he got a sixty-year-old man going to jail for like thirty years. It goes to show you that he's gonna die in jail. You know, I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be parole. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna be parole within thirty-eight years because um, that would be um. I mean, he'll be like almost a hundred years old when he gets out. But, <laughs> but I mean, in other words, he guys doing life in jail, man. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's gonna survive in jail. I mean, he gonna be ended up getting poked or raped by the other inmates and shit, all that shit like that. I don't know what it is though. So we're back in the outside the interrogation room, you know, outside of glass, and uh, father. But he 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 want um Evan to be charged and all that stuff though. So Sable was like, a deal we a deal has been made. You know he's gonna be um doing like uh three years. He he gonna be doing like one to three years and stuff like that though. And um and then and then sometimes you know the guy and then Evan and then the kid black kid's father. Nah nah not Evan's father. What did I say? We and um. Let me start over. We let me get this correct. Are we in um interrogation room outside the interrogation room and outside of glass? You know the the kid's father. You know he wants Evan to be charged too, and all that stuff. So and Stable tells him they were always making deals and stuff like that. Though they say that he um and if uh, he's gonna be pleading guilty or if he the case goes to trial, that he'll get probation and. And you know, father's not happy about that though, if, because um, he said he was threatening to, to go to the press and all the stuff, saying there's special victims or special people, and something that's not what you would call it though. Mm. He went so I mean so we um somewhere in the in the other other room, and then you got Evan, his Evan's lawyers there, and the fake Ben Stone stable was all there, and um. Evan has a letter on his hand, and Sable's asking, what's that? And Evan tells him that it's a letter from Juilliard. So he gives the Sabler. He looks at it. He was like, congratulations. So Sable didn't even open it. I mean, maybe Sable assumed that he got accepted at Juilliard or stuff like that, though. And um, they working on a day in the room, working on a deal, and then... They said that he, if he pleads guilty, he, they tell him you plead guilty right now, you're gonna be spending, it's a felony charge. And Evan was like, 
What's the family? How how much? How many years do I get? And the fake Ben Stone tells him that a family goes for one to three years, and if the case goes to trial, you know he's that means he gonna get probation and all that stuff. And everyone's was like, Jonathan ain't gonna be doing that, and he decides he'll do the three years. He deserves to be punished, and he tells him that I don't know what made Holt the way he is. But I know the way I am right now. Am. As it ends here. Now. Fade to black. End of the episode. Anyway, that was like a good episode. That was a nice episode so far. Okay, um, about this episode, you know, you got these guys, these, um, these teachers and, and these uh, managers, and they wanted to groom someone, and you know, f- for image and marketing purposes. But probably their agenda is that they didn't want to use them for sex and something like that, though. And that's what the episode is, you know. Got that got piano teacher. He grooming the kids to become professional, and then all of a sudden you molested them, and then they started. The kids start playing like a professional. I mean, it's like. If you're going to practice, that's doing hard work. But the way Mr. Holt did it, man, he, if you're not doing well, though, he'd be doing nasty things like, like, you know, grabbing the kids' balls, you know, that's what punishment, I, I, I don't know what it is. But, um, in the industry, is uh, they be sexualize these artists, you know, just for money and shit like that, though. But, um, uh, there's this one uh, artist of mine, you know, Kesha, right? And, um, she had a couple of hits called TikTok and, um, Blow, whatchamacallit, though. That was in the early 2010s. All of a sudden, uh, though, she had to testify against this, uh, music producer called Dr. Jekyll or Dr. I don't know, Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Luke, right? And then she accused him of raping her during, um, during her career and, and you know, it's like, um, all that sexually assault her and all that stuff. So she went to court and then she won and then she had to break away from Dr. Luke and did her own thing. And right now Kesha is um standing up for herself. I mean she's gained some weight trying to um, and all that stuff. But I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say she's like doing some weird stuff like that though. I think I've I seen the video called Do My Own Dance and then she's swimming in a bowl of cereal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like Fruit Loops and shit like that, though. I mean, it was just kind of crazy shit like that. But um, and just like in the industry, though, they these people they take advantage of these artists or want to be in groom them. But in their agenda is that they want to use them for sex and all that stuff. But that's what's going on in the. In industry, you know, TV, music industry, something like that, though, it's crazy. And, you know, you know, some of these uh, artists, you know, some of these boy bands, I don't know, they got probably got molested by some other dude, you know, what you may call it, you know, I mean, like the NSYNC and all that shit like that, so. But, I mean, the industry goes, I mean, the industry is, you're not going to be successful unless they, these people do, do these nasty, foul, shady things that you know. So, it's like business, so. It's best, you know, if you want to have it be successful on your own right, go to social media. Don't, oh, yeah, by the way, don't make a fool out of yourself.
You know what I'm saying? So, so hopefully it's just as you got to be careful in these industry because you got like shady people doing it. They got these managers trying to groom you or sexualize you in some sort of way. But all I say, all I want to say is you got to be yourself. Okay. And don't let nobody control you. Right. All you got to do is you just focus in the most high's hands and they'll take care of you. All right. So, um, we're winding, we're winding down on season one and then, um, Next week is like the season one finale of SVU and all that stuff. So we um gonna be uh closing in on season one and then we're about to go do like the season the second season. And um the second season will be coming shortly. And uh like I said, my podcast though, we're gonna be on throughout most of the summer and then we're gonna be on every week till August. And then after that, we're gonna I'm gonna take a break for a few weeks, and then I'll be back on the, um, September for a new season. And, you know, I wish I had a partner with me, you know, so I could have like a conversation and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, I I'm doing this one man show and shit like that, though. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to find someone who has the same ideas as I am, you know, who I guess for you, what you would call it, though. But hey, but as I was saying, no, I mean. We're going to be, um, this, so this is my 21st episode, so I've got like a few more shows to go, and then before we take a little, I take a little break, because we're going to be on throughout the summer anyways, though, I mean, we ain't stopping, though, we're going to be counting the episodes to affinity, you know, and, um, you know what I'm saying, so, um, hopefully, and then, and we I'll be back with the season one finale of SVU. So check this out now. Um, this is um, and with that I will say this is Mr. BD Rose, and you can listen to to us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Radio Public, and even WordPress. Right, that's on my line. If you if you go to WordPress, you could go on and leave a comment. I don't mind, and what's your thought? And what's your thoughts about the episode? All right. So, and with that, though, I mean, have a blessed week, and and I'll see you I, I, and we'll talk next week. Bye.